You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom Abrocha, I'm Avram Kivalevich. This is Shubas Apoiskim. Just as we did last week, uh, our shiur felt the responsibility to be maspid and to be marich, again at Sadiq, Rab Zalman Goldberg. Uh, we are continuing this week and we have the schut gedola of uh, someone who was close to Rab Zalman who could give us uh, a perspective, especially, uh, from uh, the beginner of a, a, a teacher, of a lamdim, of a person with Mesiris Nefesh that we touched on last week. Uh, he's taking time out of his very busy schedule and arranging it to be with us. Uh, uh, the very well-known uh, Avbezdin in Eretz Yisrael, uh, Rabbi Yosef Gershon Carmel, uh, who uh, is the Avbezdin of Eretz Chemda uh, Gazit and also the Rosh Koyal of Eretz Chemda. And if you don't know what Eretz Chemda is, you're going to find out uh, in the notes to this episode, which we will post online. Suffice to say that Klal Yisrael, uh, even if you've never been to Eretz Yisrael, you have been enriched by Eretz Chemda and their Sfarim, especially the uh, Mara uh, Abezek and others that Rav Carmel, I believe, is the chief editor. And um, it, it's a COVID Godel. I don't want to spend time on being Mairach on Rav Carmel. I know he has, uh, is going to enlighten us and give us uh, a uplifting and hopefully penetrating ideas about Rav Zalman Achemia. Rav Carmel, the mic is yours. for arranging everything to learn from the giant I had the privilege to be with Rav Zalman Achemia for many, many years. Even uh, when I was a, a young boy, great grandfather was the rabbi of Measharim, the Rosh Hashiva, and the Dayan there. And the father of the garden was giving every day a shiur in the big uh, room of the Shtiblach of Measharim. He had a shiur. And uh, I was amazing on the way that he did it every day, every day without missing any day in such a pleasant way. When I had the privilege, much more later, to know Rav Zalman Nehemia Goldberg, I saw that he is going in the footsteps father. In the last... 34 years, the Gazan Tilly was not feeling so good recently. He came every week, Swiss clock, every week on the same time to give the lecture, to give the shiur in Eretz Chenda. And he never know about he is going to give the shiur. But he asked where we are, and then he started 
like he was learning this sugiya today. I'd like to share with you some alachic points regarding the establishment, the establishment of our chain of Batei Dinim, Eretz Chedagazit, which is serving the Jews all over Israel from Tzfat and Ramat Golan in the north till Kiryat Gat and Sderot in the south. My mentor, Rav Shaul Israeli, Zechitzadik Livracha, he pushed Rav Ehrenreich and me not only to teach young rabbis to get the Yad in Yad in ordination, but also to open a chain of Batadim which will serve the citizens of Israel in such an important field of Torah. Unfortunately, we didn't have the privilege to do it with him. But after Rav Israeli passed away 25 years ago, some years later, we started to prepare the job to open the Batei And we understood immediately that we cannot do anything in this field without Rav Zalman Nehemia Goldberg. Rav Zalman Nehemia Goldberg was on the staff of Peretz Chenda from the first week. He gave every shiur, every week a shiur in the sugiya. And we know that if we want that this Batei Din will lead in this part of Torah and part of life, we need to take his advice. And he gave us such important solutions to some very important issues in the field of Batadin. Without these issues, Batadin cannot be enough relevant in the life of a Jew in our days. And I will give the first example. Our mission was not only to solve disputes between two neighbors, it's very important, but we want that Din Torah will have a special and an important place in the economic life of the state of Israel. And if you want to make any influence on economy in general in the state of Israel, like in other modern states, you need to find a solution to what we call in Hebrew what is the position of a chevra, a company, an LTD company in the, in the baby. Because we know that you can sue a person. 
a person can sue another person. One person can sue a group of members, shoot him. These partners can sue one person. But what about a chevra? I hope that you are calling it in English a company, an LTD company. Most of the money belongs not to private people, it belongs to companies. Why? Because this is the only way of somebody who have money to protect the money which is not involved in this business from being swing on other money. And the Batadin all over the world were struggling with this problem. Hevra is not a private man. Hevra is not a group of people. It's not what we call in Hebrew Shufim. So how you can sue it or how this Hevra can sue others if there is no place for such a situation inside Shulchan Aruch Hashem Mishpat. And inside Shulchan Aruch Hashem Mishpat, there is no any man or seif who is dealing with the Hevra. So you cannot offer people in the market to use the Batadin to solve disputes if you are not recognizing a Hevra in the way that the law in this state is recognized this thing which we are calling it in the language of the law, Hevra, but you don't have a term, an alachic term for it in the Shulchan Aruch. So Rav Zalman Goldberg came up with a very interesting solution. He said, really, we are very, very conservative. We cannot deal with something which not appears in our sources. But we know that many times, halachically, we are using Oda'a. Oda'a appears in halacha in many ways. Even if somebody didn't make a Kenyan, but he can make an Oda'a that he made a Kenyan in a Beidin Chashuv, and it works. We know that the Gemara is telling us that Udita came out 
from the case with Isur Giora. If somebody is giving something to another person with Odita, it works. Yes, the Achronim are dealing how it works, but no one is saying that it's not working. So Rezalman Nehemiah Goldberg came up with the idea that everyone on the Shtar Beruin will sign that is Moide regarding his business that a Hevra can sue and be sued. The Hevra can be the plaintiff the Hevra can be the defendant. What is Hevra? We really do not have the definition. But after such a paragraph in the Starbore route, this question became irrelevant and the Hevra became irrelevant. even though that Reb Zalman Chemia Goldberg was all day and night inside the books, the only books, he had the ability to make a combination between real life outside of the Bet Midrash, maybe the real life is inside the Bet Midrash, but everyone can understand that the life inside the Bet Midrash is not really the life outside of the Bet Midrash. But even though that he didn't spend time outside of the Bet Midrash, he had the ability to use his knowledge in Torah to find solutions who is working, who are working in the field. And today, Baruch Hashem, many, many companies are coming to our Batadin to solve disputes. Companies and in between private people and companies. Not only that, the civil courts of the state of Israel are sending many, many files to our system because they have very good experience in the way that our Batadin is taking care about cases even if some of the terms which are on the table of the Batadin do not appear in the Shulchan Aruch. But if you understand the Sugiya, if you understand the Shulchan Aruch, if you understand the Nosei Kelim, it's give you the ability to make the combination and to give really 
a solution which will, which can be a solution in our days, according to Allaha and according to the principles that people are working in the market according to the law. And we must give solutions like this, because if not, Allaha has Khalila. I will give another solution that Rav Zalman Goldberg was very supportive when we are speaking about Allaha and today life. We know that we have a very strong Allahic principle of Grama Benezikin Patur Avalasur. Most of the people are remembering only the beginning, Patur. Grama Benezikin Patur. Grama Benezikin Patur Avalasur. There is a very interesting question which the thought in the generation of put on our standard. We know that we have what we call in Baba Vata and in Shulchan Aruch Shokhosh and Mishpat Cheskat Tashmishim. What is Cheskat Tashmishim? Cheskat Tashmishim means that if more than three times, not three years, but three times, and your neighbor didn't stop you, he cannot stop you later. I'm speaking in general. I'm not going inside the details. But how you got cheskata shvishim if there is an issue to make a damage to your neighbor? You cannot do it even one time. So how you did it for more times and you are getting what we call a lot mishim. This is the question of the thought. And the thought is answering a very interesting answer. The thought is answering that only if you started to do it with permission only in such a way and you got the chazaka then alanizak la'archiket atzbo but let's go back to our problem we said grama benezikim patur avalasu so in one side, you cannot sue on grammar in the baby. In the other side, for sure, no one has permission to make damage in grammar. But today, in our days, in our economy, 
in our situations in the market, and most of the market is in places that you have air conditions. You are not touching anything like you were touching in the market in the history. So many, many cases of damage looks like grammar in first glance. So how do you suing somebody on grammar if grammar ben Ezekiel is really a sur, but it's patu? How to make a wire, a transaction, using your computer from one person to other person without, without permission, it looks like grammar. You didn't touch anything, only your keyboard. So for Rebzalman Nehemiah Goldberg, the answer was very, very, very simple. The answer was the Ritzba, one of the famous and important members of the group of Valeatosfot. And the Ritzba is telling us that if something is common, if something is not rare, it's not grammar, it's garmi. And for garmi, you can ask money. You can sue and you can get money in the bailing. And this is making really a big, big, big change in the abilities of the Batei Din to bring just justice. Kevzalman Hengel Goldberg supported also the solution which is so important in the life of the Jews, especially the states, regarding Prima. We know that in Israel, the Batei Din are much more powerful taking care about Agunot cases. In the States, because of separation between religion and state, there can be very problematic situations. And we know that there was a struggle to find a solution which will work according to Allah and according to American law without get, getting inside the differences between the states inside America. And I can tell you that when Rabbi Bick came up with his solution, Rev. Zalman Goldberg didn't agree with it. My mentor, Shaul Israeli, didn't agree with it. But when Rabbi Vili came up with his solution, 
which thank God was adopted by the RCA, both of them, and Rav Zalman Nehemiah Goldberg signed it, that he is pro this freedom. It was not so simple. Because there were some rabbis in Israel who attacked him bitterly. But he didn't give up in this case. His support to this saved the life of many women everywhere in North America. It was so adapted that the recommendation of the RCA, it's not a rule, but it's a, a strong recommendation, not to be Masada Kiddushim without signing on a prenup. No, the prenup of Rabbi Billy, the prenup of the RCA. There are more important decisions of Rav Zalman Nehemiah Goldberg in this field of running a rabbinic court in a modern But maybe some of you wants to raise up questions regarding this issue, and I will try to bring you the opinion of Rav Zalman Nehemiah Goldberg. Well, since I'm sort of the moderator here of, um, can I ask a, a question? Maybe others might have been interested in it as well. Um, why Who was speaking? Yeah, this is, it's Avram Kivalevich, Rabbi, the, the moderator, <laughs> the one who's, who. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Kivalevich. The real administrator, the real administrator. <laughs> we arrange all the meetings, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't say that, but yes, I am sort of the administrator. And again, I I, I apologize to uh, people that are listening. I had to switch to my uh, cell phone's connection because the robe was not coming in so clear. But I think it's been better for the last uh, couple of minutes, the last 30 minutes. Rav, um, I guess what I wanted to ask was, I don't know if it was other people's questions. We know that Rav Zalman Nehemia was, was on the Bezdin, uh, the Bezdin Agodol of, of the Rabbanut. Why did you, why was it necessary um, to form the Eretz Chemda, but they didn't? What, what was going on with the Rabbanut that, that they weren't able to deal with the cases in the same sort of efficiency? I don't want you to be malshin on anyone, but, but, but was there... Oh, no, not malshin. I will explain it very, very clear and brief. I can say, I can say in a very clear way, that since the establishment of the State of Israel, especially from 1953, a world war started in Israel. In between, the Supreme Court of the State of Israel and the Batei Din of the State of Israel. What 
was the background, why it happened, who is in charge to, to take the responsibility on his shoulders, I am not going to speak about. But about 20 years ago, the Supreme Court of the State of Israel came up with a decision. They are calling it Alakha. The name of the judge was Prokacha, and she makes this decision that no judge in Israel who is getting a salary or using facilities of the state of Israel have no permission to be involved in any arbitration process. Did you hear the name of the Batei Din in her statement? No, she's not speaking about the Batei Din. She's speaking about every judge who is getting salary from the State of Israel or using facilities of the State of Israel. You have no permission to be an arbitrator or to be involved in arbitration process. But everyone who knows the system understand that she closed the door hermetically for the to take care about monetary cases. Why? Because according to Israeli law, the Batei Din are in charge only to take care about personal matters. If they want to take care about monetary cases, they need to get the permission from both sides. They need to sign an arbitration agreement, a Skemborerut, and only then they have the ability to enforce their decision. So the only one judges in the state of Israel who needs to use arbitration law to enforce their decisions are the rabbinic wants to take care about the monetary case. And from this moment till now, no one of the Batayidin, the rabbinic courts of the State of Israel, have permission, according to Israeli law, to take care about monetary cases according to Allah. They can't. So, we are a private institution. We are not getting salaries from the state, from the government. We are not using any facilities of the state, of the state of Israel. So, so we are not under this state of the Supreme Court Judge Prokacha, what we call Ilkhat Amir. 
So we are helping Am Israel and the Jewish citizens. Some, some non-Jewish came also to our wedding. But the majority who are coming to our Batadin, the big majority, 99% of Jews, from all segments, Haredim, Tzionim, Chilonim, everyone is coming to our system. We, we are the only one outside of the administration of the rabbinic courts of the state of Israel, who, like other Batadinim, who are doing also, not everyone, their activities under the umbrella of arbitration law, which is international, not only in Israel, we can offer Din Torah, which we can enforce, and without having the fight with the Supreme Court of the State of Israel, and without making any damage to the Supreme Rabbinical Court of the State of Israel, and the rabbinic courts of state of Israel, because they have no permission according to Israeli law to take care about these cases. So, so Rob, that's... Uh, if it's I, clear... Yes, I, I think I understand. Is that part of the reason? If not, please ask more. So, so is that the reason, Rob, that, you know, I was doing a search on Rav Zalman Nehemiah's uh, Psokim. Is that the reason why he... Uh, stop being involved with the uh, with the Bezdin of the Rabbanut as well? Because um, I know up until, I guess, uh, Rabbi Warburg could probably uh, corroborate it better than I can, but I couldn't find things from a psokim from on, on the, uh, on, in the Barilan and in the Oysef Piskei Dinim past, I guess, 90-something, right? Did, did Rav Zalman Nechemia Zatzal step down from, the, from his position? Because of this? No, 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 no connection. When Rezalman was serving on the Supreme Court, Rabbinic Court of the State of Israel, most of the time they didn't deal with monetary cases. Rezalman Nechemia retired. He didn't have a fight regarding this issue. You know, Rav Zalman Goldberg was a, a giant, but he was not a fighter. It was not his personality. He didn't go inside walls, never. It was a part of his mood. I think that this, this is something that he get also from his father-in-law. He was not involved in wars. He did a great job in the Supreme Rabbinic Court of the State of Israel, but in, in this position, he didn't take care about monetary cases because of the reasons, two reasons. First, the number of cases in monetary disputes which arrived to the Supreme Rabbinic Court and uh, in the, of the State of Israel is, were going down in these years, and then, according to the Israeli law, they couldn't take care about it. Thank you, Rob. I, I know you only have a couple it's of very minutes. Important, it's very interesting to... Well, one moment I will explain. It's very important to check the statistics, how many 
files in monetary cases arrived to the rabbinic courts of the state of Israel every year from 1948 till nine, uh, 1995. It's very important to check it. And the answer is very interesting. Yes, please. Yes. So, so I, I, Last I, question. Please, somebody else ask a question. I have one little question, but I want to yield to the other people who have taken the time. Okay, Rabbi Warburg. According to uh, American federal arbitration law, a Bezin decision is considered an arbitration body. And one of the unique things which Halacha recognizes also is that uh, halachically, any psaac handed down in an American Bezin is enforceable. And in fact, when you hand down a decision, uh, you know, if someone doesn't like the decision, they can, they can see, or let's put it differently, if the tovea, the plaintiff wins, he can try to get it enforced in secular court, and halacha allows this without, uh, I'm, not, I'm not addressing that matter. However, in certain states, for example, namely New York, California, and a few others, when you're dealing with child custody, what, what legally happens that if you try to enforce a custody decision uh, in terms of uh, secular enforcement, it's considered a violation of public policy. What? In Israel, it's the same problem. The rabbinic courts yeah. of the state of Israel have very difficult problems enforcing and making decisions regarding custody. So what? What's, what's, okay. So what is the solution? I must go to give another lecture. I am a part of a Yom Yom in, in three minutes. But the the question that you are raising up is really a big problem also for the rabbinic courts of the state of Israel. And the Batei Din Lemishpacha of the state of Israel are making them a lot of troubles. Maybe in another time we will speak about it. Anyway, we, I hope that uh, this evening also in Israel and this uh, lunchtime in the state, what we did uh, in the last uh, 40 minutes was also something little for Ilui Neshama to the a big giant of Torah, Gaon Betorah Vemidot, Arav Zan Menachem Yegolberg Zechot Tzadik Libracha. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rabbi. Thank you again. It should be, as we say, a scoot. Tanatova to everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.